In a world where geek is now chic, what was once deemed nerdy or geeky has become fashionable. What used to be odd and different is now part of mainstream culture. The way we consume our entertainment has changed with the advent of new and meaningful technology. Comic books are no longer stories just for kids. They've become all-age entertainment with mature subject matter, rivaling the depth of the very best novelists. They've become a driving force behind a large portion of American entertainment. Costuming has gone from being a small but loyal subculture to a highly visible art form thanks to science fiction and comic book conventions that celebrate cosplay and fandom. Thanks to Marvel, DC, Star Wars, Star Trek, and many others, the movie landscape has changed forever. Through Doctor Who, Game of Thrones, The Walking Dead, and more, once genre shows are now mainstream rating giant. We are a podcast that looks at the comic book culture. We are a podcast that talks about the cosplay community. We are a podcast that can't help but dissect the movies and shows we watch. We are. We are. We are. The Galaxy Cast. Welcome to this episode of the Galaxy Cast. I have with me. I, I can't say mine. He can't count. I can't say mine. mine. I have with me four people in the studio tonight because Gary can't count tonight. No, no, no. It's, it's, I can count. But there's he, doesn't like, I, three. I he doesn't three. like He doesn't like the numbers, really. I, what I, I just three. three. You have to say it's not three, four. I have four people in the studio tonight. I have with me Eric the Artist. And I'm on season two. <laughs> For those who are watching the video, that's going to make total sense. I have with me Austin the Numpty. Ouch, I don't like being called a Numpty anymore. Fine. Austin the Inquisitor. Fine, I'll take that. And I have with me Gary the Stud. And I'm on season three. <laughs> and I'm your host, Bob Chrisman, who's on season 69. Yeah. For those uh, listening to the podcast who don't understand, it was something right that happened right before we recorded. Uh, Bob had a tendency to type... Anytime we want to do review a trailer or a video, he would type in I'm season two, season, season two. two. It's like, no, no, this is, this is just a trailer. He even typed in YouTube season <laughs> two <laughs> into the YouTube search. So apparently YouTube's on season two. So for those people that do really stupid things and get picked on about it, like, like, I totally understand. Just so you know. Isn't that our entire life, Dad? <laughs> yes, I get picked on for all sorts of stupid things. Especially it's my life. Your, especially by me and my Eric. Yes, and I'm used to it. It's all good. And, so. you get, and it's probably gone all the way back to middle school. And I know it's honest. all out of love. It's all good. So, tonight we have sure. several things we want to talk about at the beginning of our episode. I'm telling myself that to make myself feel better. You're not helping. <laughs> it's all We're, out of love. All out of love. Uh, we're going to talk it's about... It's all out of love. <laughs> I'm so lost without you. That's the best we're going to get out of Eric and I. Okay, so we're going to talk about James Gunn's Suicide Squad. And Season the, 2. It's actually it's actually, actually version two, it's yes, sequel. It's part sequel, 2. Yeah. We're going to talk about the photos coming out of Crisis on Infinite Earths uh, CW Super Special, as it were. We're going to talk about the 
Picard trailer, which yes. is the second trailer. Yes. Had to, not really, yeah, we got to pause on that one. And then we're going to talk about Spider-Man again. What's going on now? <laughs> what now, Disney? Okay, so James Gunn's Suicide Squad 2 just released some, literally tonight as we were talking, some set photos. Now, they didn't release them. The Let's be well, honest. Uh, these yeah, are set photos set that are, photos uh, someone's getting with a right, telephoto someone's lens. Someone's getting with a telephoto lens. Now, to, to catch people up before we talk about this, he released, he did release a complete listing of all the actors appearing in the movie on Twitter, like a couple days ago, a week ago but said, don't get attached or something like that. And so people were instantly going, well, A, who are they playing? And B, how many of them are going to die? So we go into this now. And he's agreed that, I'm reading it right now, has been described as a sequel. It's neither a sequel nor a reboot. Yes. So that's, I guess that's what's throwing me off here. It's clearly partly a sequel because Boomerang's back and it's the same actor. Right. And is Harley Quinn, it says, is coming back. Yeah, Amanda Waller is being played by Viola Dalis. Rick Flagg's being played by Joel Kinnaman, which I believe are all the same actors. Yep, Jai Courtney is playing Captain Boomerang. Right. Uh, Bringing in John Cena. John Cena and Idris Elba are going to be added to the cast. So Idris Elba's another pretty big pickup. Oh, yeah. So does that mean Um, they have to play Cena's theme every single time he shows up in the film? uh, I I hope so. (laughs) I was going to say, Gary will actually go see a DC movie then. (laughs) Oh, And he might stay awake through the whole thing. Um, And this is what I was trying to find earlier. That side picture where your arrow almost is right now. Yeah. That's the picture I'd seen, which is a group cast shot oh, oh, from Crisis, Crisis with a bunch of people in costume. Yeah. And we can I come back to that when yeah, we talk we about the costume. That. Thank you. So, you know, it, it's interesting, these photos that are showing up, the set photos that, that we're seeing. And, and I mean, they're quite, there's quite an eclectic group here. We see Captain Boomerang for sure. I guess the one that everybody's kind of up in the air about is Nathan Fillion's character. We're yes. not quite sure what <laughs> Well, okay, is. so now that I look at his costume, they said there's two chances. He's either, uh, what was the guy's name? Blackout? Black, uh, the Blackguard. Blackguard. He's yeah. either Blackguard, which he kind of looks like. We looked up some pictures of him online right. of the character. Or they said, and I can see this now, that he's an obscure character from the DC Universe called Arms, Arms Fall, Fall Off, Off Boy. Boy. And if you look at his skull and crossbones, it's two arms not crossbones oh crossing in front so now people are saying and he's got no sleeves so people are wondering is he arms falls off boy who tears off his arms and uses them as weapons (laughs) to beat people up which you know i can't put it past james gunn to do that well and i knowing nathan fillion and i love him to death he's got a great sense of humor yeah i could totally see him getting into that like totally getting into the character too i'm just sitting there thinking and he's ripped look at his arms yeah his he's he's obviously been working out Uh, yeah I, I know I, Nathan. I've I seen just, him in Dragon Con, and that's not—he's ripped. Like he took—he did some workout for that. I, I'm—I don't know how to feel about the arms fall off, man, uh, boy thing, because it might be a little gross. Well, it's—it's, it's, <laughs> and it's interesting. I, I, this is going to be a hard sell. I think this movie is going to be a hard <laughs> sell because these characters are so obscure. This this would be like Deadpool two, trying to sell the movie. Without Deadpool, do you know what I'm saying? Like, if it were just Domino and right. the rest of the Deadpool, like well, the X Force cast, take out take out Deadpool and Cable because Cable's kind of mean. Cable too, yeah. I, yeah but well, I, mean, I, like, I think I mean, obviously, but you still got Captain right. Boomerang. You still got Margot Robbie still in this, correct? I, I believe. Yeah. I think she's returning. Uh, you know, so there's a couple that I'm like, yeah, yeah I could see, but I mean, when the mar- gonna it's going to be the marketing. When the marketing comes, right. you know that what they'll do is they'll play up some of the big characters that we know, like. Idris Elba, whatever he's playing, it's got to be. That'll a big be deal. that'll be a big deal. They'll he'll play that kind of stuff up, 
and then there'll be the quirk added to the commercial. Just like right. when the first, I remember when the first Guardians of the Galaxy trailer came out. Oh, yeah. And it was super comedic and weird. <coughs> and, you know, they even that had was the, the, one the where tagline, which was like, what a bunch of a-holes. That yeah, was right. Like, Thank you. And that's I'm like, the, right. That's their tagline from the for the first trade. It was it was a really weird thing. Yet it worked. We went and saw it, loved it. You know, it worked. But he's gonna do something like the marketing will come. I, up. I get that, and I, I'm I'm all about that. And marketing will will sell this or not sell it, as it were. Um, but the thing about the thing about Guardians was it was so quintessential Guardians, even the, the commercial. You know what I mean? Like, right. Like if you read the comic books, that totally made sense. But again. Tons because of people didn't. Well, I, I'll guarantee you a ton, of, more half of the people who saw that movie never read a Guardians comic. You really think that was yes. that high? Oh yeah. Okay. Yeah, these I, movies are right. so okay. popular, and the comics don't have that number of sales. I would think maybe a third, not necessarily a half. But so, I've uh, never read a Guardians comic. Uh, oh, okay. I read some of them, but I've only read like four I know, or five. I know. I read I, the originals. I read like four or five. I mean, I read. And you're the, talking about the original originals. I read old issues where the originals showed up, but I never followed their exclusive series. Right, and that's, that's what I'm saying. Like, I have four or five comics of the Guardians, yes. but and they showed up in like what Secret Wars and a couple of other things, so I knew who uh, they were and what they were. I remember uh, seeing them in different places, but but, but you know, other <laughs> than that, I yeah, they were very obscure in the in the Marvel universe, and now they seem very mainstream well, for sure. The movies you know? did it. I, yeah, I, I read the originals of uh, Charlie Twenty Seven, right, Phantom X. Uh, mainframe, uh, Yandu. Yandu was right. Yandu, 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 was, Yandu a, was really a mainstream yes, guardian. He was. Yes, oh, he was the leader. He was the leader at first. Oh, he, and was, he was Will with entirely, the bigger Yes, entirely okay. different yep. characters. They yes. changed him a ton for the movie. Yeah, he wasn't the pirate uh, that you see in the movie, or uh, that you know. Uh, Major Vance Astro was in it. Captain what, wasn't that the one that had like four Rom or whatever in it at one yep. point in time? Four Lom. Four Lom. That's right. Yep. Yeah. What? Yeah. He. Yeah. Some weird robot. Dude, <laughs> oh, wait, Forlom Star Wars, Forlom Star Wars, say. but there was no, there was a you're thinking a of Rom the Space Knight who had his own series. Was that it? I think that's what you're thinking of. No, there was a, he had he, the white face with the two red eyes, it was like a slit. No, there was there oh, was um, there was a four eyed uh, four eyed robot, and I can't remember the name yeah. of it now. Oh, I can't think of that. I'll have to look then that one was, up. Um, Oh, there was Zuckus. He was big in the yeah. Guardians. Uh, the, the ancient one was a, like a giant... Yeah, squid head, right? S- shrimp or something. Yeah, like shrimp. Yeah, yeah. Yeah, whatever you want to call that. What, who, who was the Doctor Strange version? Yes, yeah. So. I find it interesting we're talking more about Guardians than we are right now. Then yeah. we're talking I was about Suicide Back to this one. So back in Suicide Squad, which Pete Davidson uh, looks like yeah, he's so playing Yeah, so Pete Davidson's savant, in this, which is Saturday an interesting, interesting casting for a guy. Who's but if he's kind of playing, all over the map. If he's playing Savant, Savant's supposed to be a little bit uh, crazy. Okay. Like, so then if he fits. Right. Yes. I was going to say he, he totally fits the role. We see Boomerang in there for sure. Boomerang and he definitely good. has a good look about him, the typical Boomerang look. And I, I kind of, it's it's definitely an uptick from the last Boomerang <laughs> look. Uh, we've got a girl who's dressed as what looks like. Uh, Mongol, which is a yeah. super-powered a- alien. And, and we looked up those pictures. The pictures seems pretty to match. match the cost, pretty much match the costume almost. Uh, yeah, and her arms might be just as big as Nathan Fillion's. <laughs> Good Lord. Uh, I would not want to see her in a dark alley, that's for sure. Uh, and then the weird one is this is the guy who's in the white and yellow costume. This yeah. is kind of like... Blue and yellow. I've yeah. never... Blue and yellow. And, and All they got to do is take away the blue, keep it mostly yellow, give him a cape, he can keep the long hair... And uh, he's the sentry from Marvel. Yep. 
True. I didn't even think about that. You're he's, kind he's, of right. He could be a very good sentry. Could be a very good sentry. Yeah. Also get rid of the blue face mask, of course. But yeah. yeah. But he's got a javelin, and so a lot of people are assuming that he is javelin. I'm pretty sure. A character, he is. And it's kind of hard not to see uh, that. What's his name? Sean Gunn. Sean Gunn is in a motion capture outfit. So right. so the assumption there is that he's playing Weasel, which is this like. Giant weasel monster, kind of. Were- I was gonna say he thing. looks more werewolf than yeah. weasel to me, but you know he he's he's an interesting character. So what do you guys think? I mean, like, like what do you do? You like this idea of trying to use obscure obscure characters <laughs> to try to sell a movie, or try- is that just too weird and off the wall? It's as if they're trying to kind of go with what Marvel's doing. Marvel's bringing in some B or C level characters right now in what Phase Four, Phase Five. And they're jumping the gun and throwing it into, like, phase two, in my eyes, because the phase one would have been... Well, here's two. the problem with DC. There's, there, no, there's phase. no phases. Uh, right. They, yeah. they have a Joker connected. movie that attaches to nothing, and the right. Wonder Woman that's going to come out is a sequel to the previous, but not really a Justice League anymore. And from what I heard just today, they said they're recasting Superman, because now that there's a young Batman, you can't have an old Superman and a young Batman, so they're going to recast Superman uh, apparently, so yet again, we're and back out Cavill. with Superman again. Apparently, that's another. Again. It could be a rumor, could just be a story, could be uh, clickbait. But that's but, what I saw. But did you see who's doing that though? J.J. Abrams, right? Oh, he's gonna be directing it. Apparently, he wants to come in and do. But here's the thing. So, what, who's the director of the Mission Impossible movie? Brad Bird is it the most recent one that so, had yeah. Cavill in it? I believe so. Apparently, yeah. they had such a good time working together. They want to make Man of Steel two, and he's uh-huh. like, I would like to come back for that with him directing. And so they're saying that while J.J. Abrams is saying we're recasting, while Joaquin Phoenix is playing a Joker that's not connected to anything, while we're rebooting and half of Suicide DC, Squad. <laughs> meanwhile, DC will let all of it happen. Yeah. They're going to let it all they, happen. They have, I think that's become their approach is scattershot. I, I think what they need to do is make another Green Lantern with, uh, <laughs> with Ryan Reynolds. With Ryan Reynolds. <laughs> I think they should do Deadpool Ryan Reynolds version, you know, where Deadpool's actually playing oh. the Green Lantern without mm-hmm. anybody knowing, oh, and that's that how they hilarious. cross over. They cross the streams. Yeah, that would be hilarious. That would be a, a funny thing they could do at the end. Just and at the what end, did you, you guys pull think? the mask off and go fooled you? What did you think of Suicide Squad one, the first one? I didn't hate it. I didn't love it either. <laughs> no. I'll be honest about that. I, I think I liked the. I felt I said I liked the cast, but I was yes. I, was upset I felt like it was about, a great cast and a mediocre movie. Yeah, I, I was like, more upset about the fact that there was no real bad guy. The bad guy was within the Suicide Squad. Yeah, I, I thought that was such a lame thing. I would have rather and, have seen some sort of bad guy, Joker, somebody, anybody. Yeah. Cast as a bad guy that they're going after. I really hated the fact that they used somebody within the Suicide Squad to be the bad guy. It was such a lame. It's like the story sucked, really. But I great cast, awful story. Yes. What I would have wanted to see is take Harley Quinn and Joker out because they seem to have drawn the tension away from it being a Suicide Squad film to the side quest for Joker to get back with Harley. There were a lot of plot lines. And it felt like it was too much. And apparently they filmed enough with Jared Leto to like, he's like, we had like a ton of stuff for a Joker movie practically. And I was cut down to nothing. And that's why I feel bad for him is I was interested in his take. Yeah. I wanted to see more of it. I know people deride it as the worst Joker ever. I don't think it was. Oh, I don't think so. Um, I think it was very interesting. I think it was killed in the edit because they just, it killed any story it could have had and they just sliced it up. So, yeah, I, I don't think they gave him enough credit, Jared Leto. I really did actually think it was not it's was not the typical Joker interpretation. It's kind of why I liked it. Yeah, 
because I was tired of seeing that style of Joker, I guess the best way to put it, the very original style of Joker, which is okay, but yeah. since then there's been so many cool incantations of Joker that Leto is more of the the modern age Joker with the tattoos, and I, I was cool with that. I was okay with it. But I, my problem was I, I didn't mind Harley. Actually, to me, Harley yeah. is a big part of Suicide Squad. It's kind of hard to do... Uh, okay. Especially if you're going to introduce Harley Suicide Squad. Huge, Harley is a huge thing to that Suicide film. I'll give you that. But to but me, her, that what they needed to do is they needed to introduce Harley as a separate movie they, first, and then this is where they Suicide ruined Squad. it. Who should have been the villain for the Suicide Squad? Joker. The Joker. Joker should have had been. Joker. You put him in, make him important, and then tie it much more together, and give Jared Leto a chance to and act we, off everybody and, and do what more. What you could have done was, you know, make him the bad guy, and then you know, find out later that Harley's been feeding him all the info. Yeah, yeah. They gave that, that away too early, right? That, with the that, phone thing and all. Right. That. It's like they could have made that a trick, and they could have done it differently. But they anyway. could have made that a movie in and of itself. Like yeah. that's what I'm, I'm but trying to you say. Had, so. Who was the one guy that died super duper early? Uh, that we didn't even get to see anything from because he wasn't shown being picked up. We didn't introduce him at all. He literally appeared, jumped up in the air, tried to escape, and his head exploded. It was Slipstream or Slipknot? Slipknot. 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 That's what it was. That guy was just bantha fodder. (laughs) But yet again, you know, when you talk about Suicide Squad, there's so many characters that have been in it. This is like X-Force for the Marvel. You know, it's it's like there's been so many people been in that group. It's You could have any group of characters playing anybody in that side of that group, and it would work. (laughs) The, the the thing I liked about it was they actually had villains that people knew. Right. Right. Killer Croc. Right. Boomerang. Which, I just wish they had a little more variety instead of all Batman. You could have. Yeah, you know, I, I was I know thinking. What you're I don't know if he's ever been on the team. I think you could have brought in Heatwave and Captain Cold, two Flash villains. I we already had a Flash villain of Boomerang. Yeah. Yeah. Right. Okay. All right. So have Boomerang. Have a uh, Killer Croc would have been okay. Harley Quinn would have been all right, too. And Dead, Deadshot I, was good. I, Deadshot I, I, was okay. Keeping I, like, him in. I didn't, I didn't even mind I, Will Smith as him. I thought he'd yeah, be fine. No. But what I'm saying is uh, bring a Superman villain. I was about to say, where's the uh, Superman villain? Where's the Wonder Woman villain? Yeah. Where's the... So bring, like, Cheetah in for yeah. Wonder Woman. Uh, Superman. There were, there were a lot of options. We've I mean, not you know. heard anything about Wonder Woman 84 recently, have we? It's gone pretty silent. Yeah. Um, I've been worried about, is the production... Stalled. I remember seeing pictures from. They did that one picture where they recreated the the Breakfast Club pose. Right. Yep. With, and that was like the, the last thing I heard. Yep. yep. Uh, was there anything at like New York Comic Con? Nope. And I was waiting. I thought they would have some sort of. There was a very quiet DC panel, from my understanding, from New York Comic Con. Hmm. They kind of just talked a little. Mm-hmm. Probably talk more about comics than movies. Yep. Okay. That's exactly what they did, which kind of concerns me because does that mean that they're stalling out in '84? Mm-hmm. I don't know. I I, I I do wonder if DC needs somebody to come in and save their butts. You know what I mean? Like they need they, someone very similar to the situation with Marvel that runs everything through it. It's supposed well, to be Geoff Johns, but what happened? Well, either well, yeah, well that failed. We all know yeah. that. I mean, he came in and said, "I'm going to be. We're going to get this all streamlined." That, blah, blah. that wasn't going to happen. I, I they seriously need John Favreau to come in here <laughs> and like reboot. You need John Favreau, or <laughs> but Kevin you know Feige. what? Come in I don't just, want him to go. I mean, everybody's no. like, "Oh, bring Favreau," and I'm like, no. "No," and I'll tell you why. I don't want John Favreau to go because that means he's off the set of The Mandalorian. Yes. Hell no! I want him to stay on that set the, right the now. Perfect person that can save DC Comics. What do you think, Kevin Smith? <laughs> yes. you know, you actually, yeah, actually, I, 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 he might. Be he's right not on that far one. off with that. I could believe is he. The problem is he's so inexperienced at huge budget. 
That's the only thing that worries me. You're right, but he loves going small. But if you if you tell him, listen, you're gonna you're just gonna help direct the directors in their the correct direction. Not not even directed, just the. Well, I'm just saying, like, help be 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 the Steve Sansui of the DC universe. Literally say, okay, this comes, this goes. I'm not not even saying direct, uh, like directing. I'm saying like guide the directors. So that the continuity stays the same across the board. That's what he needs to be able to do. And to be honest, I think Kevin Smith's good at that. Because yeah. when you look at his movies, he may not be great at directing, but he is good at keeping continuity. So he can tell the craziest story. I mean, when you look at things like, well, any of his movies, he'll have the crazy story, but at the same time, there's somehow continuity in amongst the whole yeah. crazy story. And you hear this, Kevin? He go makes contact Warner Brothers. No, I think you hear this Warner Brothers, go contact Kevin. That's oh, what that means. Uh, I think uh, the uh. only person who should survive the Suicide Squad movie should be Arms Fall Off Boy. <laughs> Everybody else should get wiped out. Well, who do you think survives? Who's, who do you think survives? Do you think Boomerang I think survives? If, I think Boomerang will probably be kept because he's a carrier. Yeah, again, you don't know, though. Maybe they're just doing right. that to, to mess with to you. To kill it, yeah. I, I, I'm thinking Boomerang and Harley Quinn. Harley Quinn's definite. Yeah. They want to do more with her. I don't think she's well. At she's risk. in Birds of Prey already, right? Yeah. Is that any relation to this movie though? Or are they I keeping don't, them all separate? I there is they... a trailer for. I haven't watched the second trailer yet. Oh, Birds of Prey. Yeah, yeah. I haven't watched it either. I didn't even know there was a second trailer yet. Well, Bob, if you look for it, you would have found it. Yeah, there's a yeah season <laughs> season two, two of yeah. Birds of Prey. Yeah, <laughs> that's the one I didn't look for. The only I mean, season two. Apparently, well, Ewan McGregor's in it is Black Mask. So I don't know. We'll have to watch it. Yeah. Mm. All right. <laughs> Moving on within the DC universe, same concept, same idea, but more now costumes. To a different, yeah, we, we're, we're going to talk about some costumes here for the CW. I guess it's a super spectacular at this point, right? Crisis on Infinite Earths. Their crossover. It's their crossover yeah. episode, which I, I'm actually, you know, I, I'm big into the CW universe anyway. So the idea of of actually seeing the set photos of their costumes is kind of cool for me so there's this, this picture that went was it on twitter it looks like right yeah, yeah. no this yeah this person is sharing it and it's the cast of crisis on infinite earths in a photo and i gotta admit um this interesting cast i mean i mean obviously it's all the people we'd normally see and um, uh, some of the characters so for harrison you, wells character there in the front for example i'll get to that oh, sorry, okay sorry, sorry. we have uh we have black lightning obviously we have Oh, who's the stretchy dude? Uh, Dibney? Man. Ralph Dibney? Yeah, Ralph Dibney is playing Plastic oh. Man. Okay. And we have... No, Ralph Dibney is the name of the character. Oh, Ralph. Yeah, thank you. And we have uh, Flash, obviously. We have um, Diggle. Uh, two Supermen. Two Supermen, which is kind of interesting. Really? Ralph's I still looking one. pretty built. Yeah, he. Yeah, I think oh, he's... Oh, no, I see the other one. Okay. Yep, there's there's two of them. And, and who's the guy in green? That's the one I'm kind of throwing That's off the by. guy who played... Didn't he oh, play one of the a, bad flashes? Yeah, that's reverse flash. Yeah. yeah What's he doing in green, that's, though? That's Harrison Wells, who yeah. played reverse flash. Yeah, but both. he's in green. Like he's a, And also, who's the guy in the He red looks like he's got, an, he's got an alien hand on, too. Am I crazy, right? Yeah. He's got something weird, yeah. Looks yeah. Like a, so he kind of looks like a Mysterio. I'm sorry. Well, he, yeah, I was thinking the same thing, too. But I, I'm thinking he actually might be... Who's the uh, alien dude on Supergirl? We were just talking about Martian him. Martian Manhunter. Thank you, Martian Manhunter. Yeah, John Johns. John Johns. Yeah, John Johns. Is it possible he's a they, If they're doing that, that, I think they'd bring that guy in. I don't think they'd... What I'm saying is there's more than just Martian Manhunter. There was know. a whole bunch uh, of different Martians. Different, I was going to say, it might be a different... Scroll Earth down. Is there, is there more here in the comments naming who's who? 
they mentioned missing Tom Welling, who's not in the picture, which I agree. Oh, Mrs. Winbob. Um, yeah, why aren't Oliver and Batwoman there? I have to admit. Yeah. That's funny. Now to dissect, now to dissect the photo. Yeah, Whoa. people are basically reading through Whoa. and reading all sorts of stuff. Yeah, Supergirl's got a new outfit. Okay, I haven't seen yeah, it. Yeah, she, she just this season, they changed her outfit yep, over. Okay, well, I haven't seen it. And then the guy on the very far left is the bad guy, right? And I'm forgetting his name now. Really? Yeah, for the for the episode, he's going to be the bad guy. He, he looks, looks like, like Darkseid. He, well, he looks like he could be Apocalypse with that costume. Kind of. He's, he's got probably, the neck guard and stuff. Yeah, Marvel should have been paying attention yeah. to this costume because it's got but, the Apocalypse look. it looks like it. the Darkseid costume. It's not Darkseid. It's not Darkseid? Not Darkseid. Are you sure? I am positive. It's not Darkseid. He's not big enough to be Darkseid. Okay. Then what's uh, Diggle's wife, Dead Center... What is she dressed I'm not up sure as? what I, I don't think she's necessarily she might just be a futuristic like warrior or something. I, I don't necessarily think that means she has okay. any superpowers or anything. I but to say because she was just an Argon, Argus agent. Yeah, and I, I she just might be a futuristic Argus agent if you get what I'm saying. Okay, or but, a different. Er- well, have to wait and see. I guess you know, uh, Crisis on Infinite Earths. It, it looks interesting. I mean, it's got it's, it's got my well. attention. The green, the green guy, Bob? Yeah. The guy in the green? Yeah. You're saying reverse flash? Yeah. That's Pariah Wells. Pariah oh. Wells. Oh, I heard John Cryer's playing Lex Luthor. Yes, John Cryer's playing Lex Luthor is right there. Did he shave his head? I don't know. That's that's a good question. That's John Cryer and... Uh, two and a Half Men. The one who's not staying Charlie in the, Sheen. Yeah, not Charlie Sheen. The one who's staying in the house. Oh. Yeah. <laughs> so that'll oh. be an interesting... Uh, okay. Priya was one of the greatest scientists from the versions of Earth. Uh, Priya's unorthodox experiments to view the creation of the universe results as an anti-monitor learning the existence of the Earth and destroying it in a way of anti-matter. Well, if it brings in the anti-monitor, that's the whole point behind Crisis. Right, I think that, yeah. And that might be the guy in the blue. I'm thinking that's the bad guy, yeah. Oh, is the anti-monitor? Yes, I believe so. Well, the anti-monitor was gigantic in the comics. He was like a galactic Yeah, size. and I, I, unfortunately, because they did introduce him way back. I forget what the series, they did another crossover, and he showed up at the very end. Hmm. So it looks like they're bringing back Heat Wave. They're bringing back White Canary. They're bringing in Batwoman. Pariah. Yeah, Who's, Bat- Batwoman's, already, Batwoman's on. already on a show. They're bringing Lois Lane in. Yep. She's already on uh, no, no, the, Supergirl. This is uh, Lois Lane from Smallville. Oh, from Smallville. Okay, that makes sense then. They're also bringing is Kristen Crook or whatever her name was, who played the girl in Lana Lang. Uh, Lana Lang, yeah. Yeah, Lana Lang. Yeah. She's, is she coming back? I she's, thought she was. I, I'm pretty sure she is. It's just a matter of which episode or cast she's on. I don't remember. So they did a cool picture of Brandon Routh posing. Uh, matching some of the paintings Alex Ross did of his Kingdom yeah. Come Superman. Oh, really? Yeah. yeah. It's the monitor. Garrett. Oh, yeah. La Monica Garrett is the monitor. Oh, so the anti-monitor, if it appears, will become probably CG. Connor Hawk? Probably, yeah. Joseph David Jones, Connor Hawk? Who's Connor Hawk? Where are you looking? Towards the top of the page. Oh, I don't know. <laughs> so, yeah, it's, it's going to be quite the cast. Especially well, if they... the crossover, I mean. If it's... they do bring in Linda Carter... 
and all those that they're mentioning. Right, Burt Ward. There, there's been there's a mention of Linda Carter's coming in for Wonder Woman. Yes. Burt Ward's coming in as a Robin. Yes. The voice of Batman, and I can't remember his name now. Kevin Conroy. Kevin, Kevin Conroy. Conroy. He's going to come in as Batman. Who's been himself. the voice of Batman in most of the games and in the animated series. And supposedly the there are pictures out there of him in the suit, but they... <laughs> Have immediately been they, taken away. Yeah, I was going to say, they were taken down. I didn't think he was wearing the suit. I thought he was out. only going to be Bruce Wayne. They, they had said they did a test fitting with a suit on. Oh, he must have the, loved that. The costume went up, and within five minutes, it was immediately <laughs> taken down because supposedly WB had threatened. Someone, come on, anything goes up, there's screen captures. People got to have it. Uh, it. I'm surprised I can't find it right now either, and I, I actually, earlier today, I was looking to see if I could find it again. I couldn't find it. So, yeah, I mean, this is going to be an interesting... I'm, I'm excited about the, the whole process Are here. They? I mean, it's going to go across several television shows so it's going to be arrow it's going to be batwoman it's going to be supergirl it's going to be black lightning i'm trying to think about are they them. bringing huntress back in because it sounds like with the boss, yes yeah, huntress yeah. is coming back really? so from the birds of prey right the birds yeah of the old huntress, tv show right so imagine you know they're they're taking the entire cw universe and just and making a movie out of the universe, kind of. They wow. did it. They they did a test trial of it and crossing into the movies a, a little bit. Ago. Yeah, and they are crossing. You're getting the Brandon Ralph right as as Superman, which yeah. is a crossover. Uh, I this is the first time where I'm kind of like maybe DC is doing something right. You know, the TV yeah. show side of things has they always know what been they're good. Doing. But here's the catch: I think they're doing this to end off Arrow. Yeah, it's their last season. I think they needed to do something big to end it out. I mean, let's face it, Stephen Amell. Uh, thank you, Stephen Amell. Stephen Amell deserves a big send off here. I really, I, he's I think been, he's done a phenomenal job with Arrow, and Arrow's been around for what twelve seasons, mm, something insane that like many? that. I'm pretty sure because it started in the middle of Smallville, so it's been around for a while. You need me to look that up? I'll look it up. Okay. So um, it's been around for quite some time, and, and it, I think Amel it deserves some sort of a big send-off. Oh, yeah. It, Amel deserves a big shebang. And during this Crisis on Infinite Earth, uh, Barry Allen, or, or whoever the Flash is in this universe, yeah. only seven. gets killed. Only seven. He's done seven right. seasons of... Oh, Barry's going to get killed. Yes. Gu- okay. Gustin Grant, you really think we'd get killed? So or, what I'm saying is, is the Crisis on Infinite Earths here... In the, in the, the comic, comics, he, he gets killed. Oh... That's the crisis on the Infinite Earths, is Flash dies, and therefore the ability to change from Multiver- multiverses dies with him. That's the crisis. And then people get stuck in the wrong Earths, in the wrong places, at the wrong times. Do you think they would really kill off Gus and Grant, even though it's, what, season four or five? of? Why not? They could revive him in some way. No one ever dies. They could relaunch Flash in some way. I'm saying they could kill him and then relaunch it. The, the reason why it starts is because his daughter screws it all up. Right, which is I ironic know. because last season his daughter appeared and started screwing up the Flash. Right. So it would it actually kind of set up Infinite Earths. It made a lot okay. of sense when they. Said I have they were not doing watched it. these other seasons, so I have to get caught up. Yes, you do. Man. I don't watch the Flash, and I know this stuff. <laughs> I don't watch the but, Flash, but what I've, only thing I've heard is that basically the solution to every episode is. I must run faster. <laughs> Pretty much, yeah. <laughs> Pretty much. Pretty much. It's a dream. <laughs> it's a trap. 
Okay, so let's move on to the next thing we wanted to talk about, and that was the trailer. For Picard Season 2. <laughs> Second trailer <laughs> for Picard. Uh, this one is definitely more telling. There's more information here than probably any of the other trailers we've seen yet about Picard. And it, any of the others, only the one. one. Right, it's it, true. It, it's Picard taking a number two. <laughs> Uh, I don't know about you guys, but I am. It did make me feel better that they're at least going to have Jonathan Frakes. We knew that was Marina. I mean, I heard they were going to be. I mean, yeah, they had announced it at the the panel at Comic Con, you know. But I wasn't, you know, I didn't want to believe it till I saw it in a trailer. You know what I mean? Like I didn't want to get my hopes up and then have them dashed. Right. Um. So to see them finally, kind of, you know, that was that was a cool moment. We still I, haven't seen I just, Worf. <laughs> I feel like this show, when I watch it, it's just going to make me miss Next Generation all that much more. But I think that's the whole point. I think it's going to make you want to go back and watch Next Generation again. You know what I mean? Because like, I mean, we've got most of the main cast. Picard, right. Riker, uh, Marina Sirius, Data. Troy, Data. We're missing Crusher. Right. Mm-hmm. We get seven of nine from Deep Space Nine. Right. Or from Voyager. Voyager. It's, it's definitely playing on the nostalgia strings a lot. Now, now we're missing Crusher. Which one? <laughs> this is true. Not, well, we, we are Will. We did. Well, wasn't wasn't the last we ever saw of Will of of uh, his Wes- character Wesley, Wesley going off with that traveler or something? I thought the last thing we saw was the very last. Was in the last episode he was a captain of a ship. I thought maybe at that point. I was pretty sure. But, before, but that last episode was kind of retconning itself, as in that might not be the future that happens. Oh, I get what you're saying. So yeah. the last we officially saw of him, I thought, was that one episode where they're like, he's a special person in terms of space travel or something. And he went off you know, with some yeah. unique traveler that had all yeah, these abilities. Tra- yeah, and he had the ability to travel time and space <clears throat> and, and warp things. Yeah, basically the doctor. Yeah. And something like that happened, and then we never saw him again, as far as I know. Wasn't that the end of his storyline? You might yeah, be right, Eric. They wrote him off. Probably. I don't know. So, who knows where he is? I know Will Wheaton begged them to get him off the show. He wanted to be off and like have his own career. And ironically, yeah. what yeah. career did he have after that? But you know who we need? We absolutely need to have an appearance. Q. Yep. And you keep saying I that. want Q. <laughs> you yeah. know what? I, I say let him get into the first season. Then maybe Q could come in season two. I think that needs to be the that's... finale. That, yeah, Q showing that up as the, the finale at the very end, like the very last thing. And mon ami, mon capitaine, you know? <laughs> mon capitaine. Long time no see. <laughs> that would be actually be a great. <laughs> That'd be a fantastic and, ending. And, yeah, and you yeah, can yeah. have Picard go. Oh, crap. <laughs> <laughs> or just yeah. go. Not again. Or just <laughs> no. You know what? He's French. He just needs to go. Married. married. <laughs> <laughs> that would be great. <laughs> what I would like to see would never happen, but What's I'd like that? to see it is. Q and Ganon square off, and Ganon gets killed. <laughs> I don't know. Well, just just the mental, back. the mental back and forth that would have to occur for a Q and Ganon thing to happen. That would be so cool. There's a lot they could do. There's a lot they could do, and that's the thing. You know, it, we're obviously we we're this particular trailer. We finally find out that Picard's going to go rogue, mm-hmm. which we, was we knew, hinted. We at. knew we were going to have that. He was gathering a team that wasn't. Really Starfleet. Right. And we we knew he would kind of go rogue as it went. And so this will be interesting to see how, how he goes rogue. What do you guys think about Picard? It, it, you know, the trailer here. Is this sold you on this a little bit more or less? Or? I mean, clearly there's some sort of storyline. I mean, we see clips with the Borg 
the Borg ship. I think the inside of a Borg ship. We found that uh, Hugh was coming back. We heard that already. And Seven of Nines in it. We see shots of Seven of Nine in tears. Maybe they're flashbacks, things like that. I have a feeling the Borg is going to play into this storyline somehow pretty strongly. And then there's the mystery of who is this girl that he's got to protect, who people are after. See, I, I think the Borg is a, a miscue. I don't think they're going to play a major role in this. I think it's going to be very minor, whatever the Borg thing is. I think that was all to get everybody to go. <gasps> do you think that's the, the Borg? Do you think, do you think maybe, because we left the Borg with the fact they were evolving. Yeah. Do you think maybe the thing that made Picard leave was that the Federation did a genocide on the Borg and annihilated them? I'm, yeah, it's almost kind of what I'm wondering if they're going to go with. Yeah. And maybe that's what bothers Seven of Nine because she's connected with <clears throat> yeah. them. Now, now that one scene where there's uh, a bunch of like clones. Yeah, I saw yeah. that. The door open and they're standing there. Right. I think they're like uh, the second version of Data. Oh, maybe. Oh, yeah. And I think the woman that well, I'm going with you is uh, a relation to Nunian Sung. Yeah, well, I can, I can see believe that. It. Yeah, yeah, and I I could see where maybe or maybe they use like clones to kill off the Borg. Maybe that's how they end the Borg. Or maybe you know they I mean? co-opted some Borg technology and they're right, using it, and that's not what the Federation should be doing. Right, right. I was gonna say. And Picard's this... calling him out on it, and that's yeah. why there's was... this this interaction. Yeah, they make a comment that Picard has walked away from the Federation. The Federation, and then when he's in the office with the woman, he's yelling at her. Like oh yeah, he's beating upset. his hand in the desk. Which which something. would coincide with all this stuff. It would kind of make sense. I don't know. It'd be interesting. I like how that we're already like kind of curious as to where this is going to oh, go. Oh yeah, it's gonna be so excellent. It's gonna be a really. Cool I'm show. looking forward to it, and it's that's one I'm gonna catch every episode of. I, I I've kind of, it's gonna be hard for me not to. Okay, last thing we're gonna talk about for the beginning episode of tonight was that Disney has bought back Spider Man. Well, kind of. <laughs> They've made more agreements with Sony. They made agreements with Sony, and mom and dad made up. <laughs> it's kind of like that, right? Like it's like you know, it was kind of like, you know, it's funny because all the memes are coming out about like everything's right with the world, right? You know, <laughs> so it was just it, it's interesting that Tom Holland's now got another agreement. It's for what three movies? Correct? Am I, uh, am I, right? I know they've got one a... of his own, one in another Marvel movie. Yeah, there's at least one more Marvel Spider-Man now coming, which means we get to find out what happens to him after the end of Home, uh, Far From Home. But don't you think they could have told that without? No. How? Why not? You couldn't mention Tony Stark. You couldn't mention if they didn't make the but agreement. If they revealed his identity, which you, is the big reveal, in a Marvel right? movie. They couldn't mention the fact that his identity was revealed by Mysterio because oh, all that was done in a, Marvel movie, in a Marvel movie and they wouldn't be able to touch that story. So Far From Home would not have been under Sony's... <clears throat> nope. They could use Mysterio again. I, th- no, I don't even know if they could. Not in that version. It's like they'd need to retell him because that's a, that's a Marvel... See, my assumption was that Sony was the head on that and Marvel was the... I read Do you an article saying like it. Yeah, I read an article once. That's conflated here. This whole thing is conflated. I read it's... an article that about all the things that Sony wouldn't be able to touch if they took it back by themselves. Okay. And it just killed the chances of telling more of that story. You'd have okay. to go off in your own direction. They could do a Sinister Stick Six. They could introduce all those characters and bring in a Craven and bring in a Scorpion and right. do all that stuff. But it but would have to be not. They'd have to kind of ignore all that other stuff that happened in Far From Home. Or you'd almost have to they relaunch Spider Man. You couldn't mention the snap. You yeah. couldn't mention, like I said, Stark, Stark tech, anything yeah. that he has, the glasses, all that'd be gone. They have to get rid of the suit. 
the suit couldn't be a Stark suit. It would have to just be a Spider-Man suit. Did you guys hear the rumor that Disney was thinking of buying out Sony? Well... And that maybe that's why Sony all of a sudden acquiesced on There was Spider-Man. rumors that somehow Apple was involved in that. Right, And that it yes. was going to all tie back into Disney. Yes. The, the Apple... So here's how Disney was going to plan it. At least this is the rumor. They were going to let Apple TV buy out Sony on purpose because Sony had PlayStation View, PlayStation, all that other crazy stuff. Make it look like they were just trying to acquire the rights to the entertainment side of it. And then Disney was going to buy Apple... Because Apple needs a bailout currently. A lot of people don't know that. And oh. yes, they're not well, doing well. they're doing a lot better now that the 11 came out. Now the iPhone 11, 11 is before selling Before the iPhone huge. 11, they were not doing well. They yeah. were in. They were almost in bankruptcy. And Ooh. so the iPhone 11 was their, their last-ditch attempt to get the company back together again. Uh, but anyway, they, they were in trouble, and so Disney was offering to buy them out. But they, they made the deal with Apple. <laughs> they wouldn't buy Apple TV unless they bought the rights to... Sony, so there was this kind of weird like domino effect. So Disney wouldn't have outright bought it because they can't, and the reason they can't is it would create a pretty major monopoly within the movie industry. <laughs> so they were letting another company suck it up, and then we're gonna buy out that company. But I still sit here and say I can't see, I cannot see the FCC letting Disney buy out even Apple after they bought Sony, only because it would I would still think generate that same. Monopoly concept, you know what I mean? I just, I don't know. Is this kind of an ah moment, like, ah, you know, it's fixed, or are we still in kind of a state of flux here, do you think? I still say it's a, uh, I have to agree with you on it. I think it was a whole marketing ploy between Sony and Yeah, I have my own personal viewpoint on it. I do, I I think it was all a marketing ploy. But here's the thing, why? They were Because they were doing great. Far From Home was huge. We just came off of Endgame. Everything was popular. Correct. But here's the deal. They don't have any movies for how long now? A year. Marvel doesn't. Right. That's what I'm saying. Marvel doesn't have anything for a year. Disney needed something to keep the spotlight on that universe. Well, right? If that's, that Marvel if that's universe. the case, then let it go longer. I mean, they've already if they've already settled it, we're still almost a year away. We're like eight, nine months away from I, I get. I get what you're saying. But a part of me is sitting here saying... The only way you're going to get DVD sales, Blu-ray sales to go up and spike is to keep some pressure on. So, hey, you want the Far From Home sales to go up? All of a sudden, Spider-Man's not part of the Spider-Verse. <gasps> yes, he is. Because right. they did it the week that the, the blue... And that's where I'm saying yeah. it's a marketing ploy. <laughs> if you notice, Spider-Man came back into the universe the same week that the Blu-ray hit the shelves. You also probably can't don't think, think we... that that's, that's part of it. You, I can't. You probably don't think we landed on the moon either, do you? No, no, no. I guess I do. We landed on the moon. I'm not a huge, actually, I'm not a huge conspiracy person. Like, I don't believe the whole like 9/11 was perpetrated by George Bush or any of that crazy stuff. But I do think that maybe Disney, I, I, I truly think Disney plays games with with the press at times. Oh, probably to market for themselves. And I think this was a marketing. I heard play. Tom Holland Jeez. did a, a personal push to get back in too. I yes, I heard that he used his representatives to kind of go in with some a legal team and and see if he could uh seek out an, an individualized contract with Disney outside of the Sony and apparently the way Sony put their contract together there was a, a loophole that oh. they could have used to get a Tom Holland to be able to renegotiate do, right renegotiate and do a Disney contract outside of his Sony contract 
Which apparently now when they redid the contract, they made sure to close the loophole. <laughs> so if I were Tom Holland, I might have kept that to myself for now. <laughs> but oops. <laughs> I, think he, a, I think he just wanted he, to be back in the Marvel. I universe. really think he did. I think you know it's kind of like a family. You know, could you imagine you know being a part of something big like that and then suddenly told, nope, you're not part of that yeah. anymore. I, I couldn't, I couldn't fathom that. And, and so that would, that would be a tough one to take. So now he's back. We know that he's at least back for another movie. And of course, now the other rumor that has been flying around and pretty much got confirmed by the guy who plays the character that not only is Spider-Man back, but that there's a pretty good chance that we're going to get Venom inside the Disney uh, Marvel universe. And uh, I'm concerned because Venom's was played by, I'm forgetting his name. Tom Tom Holland. Tom, oh, no, Tom Hardy. Yeah, Tom, Tom Hardy. Hardy. See, that's the other problem. Tom Hardy, Tom Holland. And Whoops. Tom Hardy apparently has gone out and kind of like like gave the rumor <laughs> that he was going to be part of the MCU. I don't know about you guys. I didn't like Venom. I watched oh, it. Oh, no. I felt like it was, it like, was, it was like Spawn. It was a movie right. that would have been much more at home in the 90s. Right, right. It, well, it, it felt detached from like the Marvel Universe as a whole. Yeah. Well, there's the reason there. Right, it 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 just didn't feel right, and and so I I don't know, I I just, uh. I and then the, there's this this outlying question in the long run, right? That this article brings Disney up on wants screen, Spider Man back, right? That Disney wants Spider Man back. Will they ever get Spider Man back? And I just, I mean, my question is, what's the cost? <laughs> you know, I just, I don't know. I was gonna say, what if happened? Why would Disney just buy any Marvel characters? out from that is Sony. Just because Sony, if they don't want to sell, they won't sell it. Who cares how much money right. you throw at them? They're going to be like, we think we can make more by making our own movies with the characters. And here's the deal. Sony's making a ton of money with these movies, no matter how you but slice they, it or look at it. Haven't they lost the X-Men and the Mutants? Sony didn't have the X-Men. That was uh, 20th that Century was Fox. 20th Century Fox. Oh. So believe it or not. Sony, yeah, 20th Century Fox was also Fantastic Four and all that. That's right. all gone back to Marvel now. All back in Marvel. So it, it's it's kind of a weird combination here. I, I'm not sure how to explain it other than Disney really, you know, they want Spidey back in their universe, obviously. And so they made this a thing. I guess my question now is, can you wrap Spider-Man up with a one Spider-Man movie and a tie-in once? Is it enough, do you think? I mean, part of me is sitting here saying maybe that wasn't enough. Well, now know? people have also said that the next time we might see Spider-Man in the MCU before he gets his independent film is as a side character in like Captain Marvel 2 or something like that, that they say that he could pop up there. I still think the Doctor Strange movie is the most oh, obvious yeah. place to they put him. They can do all sorts of stuff with that. Right. And Eric, you brought up earlier tonight that apparently there's rumors that Daredevil... Yes, May actually, and we're talking about Daredevil from the Netflix series, which and is Charlie King, Cox Charlie and the Cox. Kingpin from, and I don't remember the actor's name, Vincent D'Onofrio. D- Vincent D'Onofrio. That those two, Charlie Cox and Vincent D'Onofrio, may actually go into the MCU and be a part of the Disney chain, yes. the MCU chain of because to as, become Daredevil and yeah. Kingpin. Because as we know, okay. the, all the Netflix series have ended. Do, do you think it's going to be in a movie or in a TV show? Hmm. Because they have tons of... I mean, he, they, well, here's the Plus, thing. Disney Plus and Disney She-Hulk Plus. is a lawyer. Yes. You could That's, totally have She-Hulk going up against oh, Matt, Murdock. Yeah. Matt, Murdock. Matt Murdock. Totally, totally. And, totally, yeah. I know that's and, a couple years away, though. And Defending the Kingpin. One Which, Defending the Kingpin. Yeah. Have yeah, that, you're right, Gary. Books? I never thought about that. Yeah, very Has easy. Has She-Hulk ever been the one defending Kingpin in the comic books? I don't remember that being something. 
No, but... But it, 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 it would be a cool story, nonetheless. I just... You think that's ever stopped Disney from telling a story that has not been in no, the comic books? No, they can go there. No, 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 no. I'm not saying that at all. And, and that's what I've been waiting for, is to see Jennifer Walters more so than yeah. Seahawks. And that's the another rumor that gets thrown around, or at least people are heavily petitioning to have Stephanie Beatrice from oh, Brooklyn, Brooklyn Nine-Nine as, as Jennifer Walters. I could totally see her playing. Type it in. Type it in in fan art. Yeah, she'd have to. She'd have to do some working out. You know, she's tall, but she doesn't have the build. She's She's lanky. She bulk up a bit, but I think she. But with some bulking up, that would be an easy sell. Holy cow! I think she could totally do it. You see that picture right there, and I'm like, well, yeah, that's a that's a pretty good sell. (laughs) I don't know much about she. She was his. She was his cousin. And they did a blood transfusion. Okay. And that's how she got the the stuff in her. Right now, to answer. Austin's question. What yes. was it? About Mark Ruffalo playing the Hulk? No. You can't, can't have him coming over to no. the G-Hulk? No. Not even... No. Why? No. Yeah, again, why? Universal owns the Hulk. Hulk. And they are not releasing... They the have told Disney a million times they will not release the he rights He can only to appear in, in Avengers uh, movies. Right. He can only be part of the Avengers. And, and that's all they gave them the right for, Disney. And there's a might be a problem with having She-Hulk. Right, there's a big argument out of that, right? There's there's been a threat of a lawsuit, I believe, from Universal about whether uh, Disney even owns the rights to She-Hulk, and that's that's actually got to get resolved before they can even make the show at this point. Um, And there's a couple other characters that would be in question. That's the other thing that Universal is now hanging on, that they've got some characters that Disney's wanting to use in the future here, and they're saying you can't. People like the leader, uh, who are some of the other enemies of the Hulk. The Abomination. Don't, don't even worry about the enemies. The one that's already been in the MCU besides the Hulk. Which is uh, what? Thunderbolt Abomination. Ross. General Thunderbolt Ross. Oh, Thun- oh, that's right, because they had Ross in the last movie, right? He's, he's been, been, he's been, been in a couple movies, yeah, right? He was the guy. He's the guy on the... the the See, that's, that's, hologram screen tell them they're all right, under right, arrest right. And, and that's that's where I, I'm, I'm sitting here saying like Disney's been like walking a weird line with Universal I'm surprised Universal's put up with it for as long as they have and I, 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 th- I think as long as it's in uh, like an Avenger movie or, yeah or, or, they're okay with it. Uh, it it's okay to use them but not well here's the problem Ross was heavily in Civil War he was yeah, yeah. He was Which a big part of you that. could almost say was an Avenger. It was almost Avengers two point five, yeah. right? Yeah, but it's a ensemble. Yeah, yep. Type of uh, cast. Right. They for... can't do a straight up just Hulk with Ross right. movie. Yeah. Which is just sad because I would love right. to see that and Universal's being so so that keeps smart the, the Red Hulk. I know, oh. and then Abomination leader yeah, exactly. Mr. All Fix the it. Ga- huh? Mister Fix It, yeah. yeah. The entire Wrecking Crew. They're all gamma-powered. Right. And they've and been enemies both Thor, but also the Hulk. Here's another obscure character a lot of people don't think about. Paladin is part of that crew, too, mm. so he'd be out. So there's a lot of characters that Universal has some control over there's that two, a lot of people don't realize. The, a lot of people think that... Ego. Ego. There's a lot of question about Ego, too, because Ego was introduced through the Hulk comics first. Was he? Yes. Because Hulk and Ego got in a fight. That was the very first, and that was a while back. That was back in the seventies. So there, there isn't there's an argument about that about whether that should belong to Universal or not too. So, 
Why did Eric's Stan... gonna go look that up. Though. I was gonna say, why I'm did Stan... fact checked? Why did Stanley do that in the first place? Why did he sell the rights he, to he multiple did. companies? He did. He did. Marvel did. Marvel they were Comics in bankruptcy. did. They were in bankruptcy and they desperately needed money, so they were selling to the highest bidder. I have to check you on that one. Fact check. Okay, go ahead. Fact First check appearance as a cameo was in Mighty Thor 132. Full appearance was in Mighty Thor 133. Okay, so I was wrong. But I know Hulk is, has been a major part of the the development of Ego. And, and it'd be interesting to see if... I know Universal's threatened a lawsuit about all the characters that they claim they own the rights right. to. And Everyone wants a piece. I mean, 21 movies. Right. Interconnected. Billions of dollars. Everyone, oh, no, I think you're a T now. I think you're at trillions. Tri- I, really, every, I really, truly believe I don't know if we're at so. trillions. I think you're pretty close. You, you might be at your first trillion. That's a thousand so. billions. I don't oh, think I know that. But you're talking 21 movies. Think yeah, how much money so they're making 21 movies would each have to make at least $20 billion each. <laughs> they, none of them have crossed over a billion, except Avengers. Well, you're talking about clearing yeah. above the cost. I'm talking in general. A trillion dollars is a lot of money. Okay. Well, I, yeah. (laughs) But I I do think we'll be looking at the future where they may be crossing a trillion for ease, you know, with ease, you know, after phase five or six. Oh, yeah. They're adding up like crazy. Yeah. But everyone wants a piece of that. Yeah. And they're like, God, how do we get? Well, we have these kind of tangible rights we own to this or that. Or, okay, well, let's use that. Well, why not use it? Okay. I don't see why Sony or Universal can't use it as a bargaining chip to get money out of Disney. Oh, you want the character? Well, they do. If the, I'll guarantee you, money is kicked back to Universal when Hulk appears in Avengers oh, to yeah. some extent. Yes, I'm saying you want to you want to have Hulk. Okay, fine. We'll give you a standalone Hulk film for two point eight billion dollars, and we get all of that. And in, in, well, but why would they do that? Yeah, when they could make their own Hulk movie and probably clear ten times that. And not have to cut Marvel. And not at have all. to cut Marvel at all, right? What's that? Universal making a movie making two billion? Yeah, I'm just saying they could. Um, I'm not saying they will. I'm just saying they could. no, if, no, no, no. Just, just hear me on this one because they can't use Mark Ruffalo as the Hulk, right? That right. Means that, that is a different. I get it. I know what I'm saying. Then disjointed but, you know, from Ed the Norton d- could come back. <laughs> yeah. Right. Oh God. <laughs> Who? Is it the guy in the Incredible? Oh, Eric. How about Eric Bana? Eric Bana. He should definitely play it. Yeah. Yes. You guys are so cruel. And he should fight giant Hulk dogs. Yes. Genius. <laughs> what? Yes. Gosh, you guys are so cruel. Giant cruel. Hulk poodle. Yeah. And chihuahua. That would be even better. And we'll kind of put the absorbing man in it, but not but entirely. Not really. yeah. He'll be a homeless looking kind of guy. <laughs> I'm so confused Played here. by Nick Nolte. But but that was more like the uh, the the electric guy from the Spider-Man and his amazing friends. Uh, yes. Yeah. yeah. Electro kind of, sort of, yeah. Somebody want to cue my son in on what's going on? Yes, here. please. No. no, leave him in the dark. <laughs> it's no fun being in the dark. <laughs> you want to come out of your closet? Because today is come out of your closet day. It is come out of your closet day, yes. Yeah. <laughs> You're in a safe space. <laughs> I won't judge you. Oh, my okay, oh. with all that said and the fact that we're getting punchy. You're going to be the, uh, North, the North Star of our comic podcast? <laughs> yes, right? yes yeah. you could, yeah. So that's all we have to say about all sorts of topics ranging from Picard all the way back to Suicide, <laughs> Suicide Squad, Squad and Crisis. Spider-Man and Crisis on Infinite Earths. It was an all comic book, except for <laughs> Picard. So. Except for Picard. So uh, let us know on Twitter, on Facebook, and on YouTube what you think of these things. And uh, we're going to be back in just a little bit to review the sure. last three episodes of season one of Star Wars Resistance. And I'm going to tell you right now, 
We are done with resistance after this. Done. And I'll explain why after the break. We'll be back in just a moment. Look, what's that ahead? Are those asteroids? No, they're commercials. We'll be right back. Are you exhausted? Bone tired? Feeling overwhelmed? Sure, everyone could use a little extra energy, but you need it more than most because you're dating an actress. You're just jealous, mama! Because Tommy loves me! Introducing 24-hour energy for dating actresses. Because for her, all the world's a stage. I guess mama wasn't right about me. I am cheap! Whether she's trying out a new accent for a part. I'm a German woman. I'm a German woman. I'm a German woman. Or being told she didn't get the call back. My life! No, 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 no! Or that she did get the call back. They want to see me on Monday! Yes! 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 Now you'll have the energy you need to tell her she was great in that local commercial. Other blinds are too flimsy. <laughs> oh man, I'd buy those blinds. Or hang out with her actor friends while they scream show tunes in your face. Or even see her latest off-Broadway performance. I'm scared. That's funny. You don't look scared. <laughs> so go ahead, date that actress. You can handle it. Bravo! <laughs> yes! Never come yes! And the award goes to you, Margaret Acting! <laughs> and now, for women, 24-hour energy for dating comedians. Hey, uh, any anybody need a stool sample? <laughs> Hi, I'm BJ Smith, fighting for the Vice City Mamas and proud proprietor of BJ's Used Autos. Cars from all over America come to find a new home in Florida, just like you. I moved here after the draft. Football, uh, not Vietnam, even though they do have a lot in common. I noticed there was one thing missing from this great town, a celebrity-endorsed used car shop. That's why I founded BJ's Used Autos. Every one of these beauties is freshly painted. They look brand new. We have new models coming in every morning, usually around 2 a.m., we can get you anything. And if you see a car of your dreams, tell us. We can acquire it for you. I've taken the skills I've learned as a pro football player to the used car business. Smash, grab, and run like hell. BJ's Used Autos. I'm tackling low prices with hot cars. The Force is back. The Rebels won't tire till they see the last of the Empire. And Kenner's there with Star Wars Return of the Jedi Collection. You're in my sights, Luke Skywalker. Not for long, Darth Vader. It's X-Wing Fighter and Imperial TIE Fighter. Action figures each sold separately. Batteries not included. Time for the old surprise swoop. Our wings hit. Not bad for a beginner, but I'll be back. X-Wing Fighter, Imperial TIE Fighter, and action figures each sold separately from Kenner's Star Wars Return of the Jedi Collection. Do you own a business or a podcast? Are you looking for ways to expand the audience you reach? Then Star Productions could help you. Southern Tier Audio Recording Productions started off as a homegrown audio recording company. 
offering professional recordings for aspiring musicians. It is now a multifunctional business offering DJ services, recording, and advertising services to those who own businesses and podcasts. Email us at galaxycast at gmail.com with the subject advertising if you are interested. We look forward to creating a professional commercial for you that can be used in this podcast or even at your local radio station. Many have exclaimed that our services are out of this world. Thank you for your patience as we navigated through the promotional tunnel. And now we return to the Galaxy Cast. Hey folks, welcome back to this episode of the Galaxy Cast. As season we two. Review the last three episodes of season one of Star Wars Resistance titled Descent and No Escape Part One and No Escape Part Two in no particular order. Although that's the order we watch them in, because that's the order they're in. So, that's it. We're done with the season. Good job, folks. Uh, thank Yay. you. We'll see you next year. Pats, pats in the back. Pats in the back. We got through it. Uh, oh, oh, my oh, goodness. Oh, you're coming back for next year's uh, uh, no, season no, two? No, I'm saying kill you next year. No, no. <laughs> Kylo Ren's in season two. We yeah, gotta we gotta watch. go see that. Because apparently, watch. this ship has a freaking... No, no. This platform this now platform. has an energy or an engine and can go fly yes, in space. But that makes it a ship. It's a hyper so it's not a platform anymore. It's now a ship. Well then, <laughs> stupid logic. So we start <laughs> off descent where yeah, right, right. We start off descent with the idea that Jaeger's been arrested and No, uh Kaz Jaeger Kaz has been exposed and everyone on Jaeger's station is Considered resistance traitors and are being arrested. We skipped. We watched the accidental Jaeger being arrested scene from episode next. We 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 skipped an episode by accident for about ten minutes or about five minutes. And then they go down in this cave where these monsters come out and attack all the all the women. Oh wait a minute, that's a that's a that's a, movie <laughs> that's a different descent. Yes. Yeah, okay. yeah, yeah, yeah. Sorry. In this one, this one, if I remember correctly, was a '90s video game where you flew through caves and it could spin 360 degrees. Yes, that oh, was yeah, Descent, yeah. the video. Oh, game. that's the video yeah, game yeah, descent. Yeah, 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 yeah. Oh, this is when which are all better than this particular. This episode, is when you have a skunk, but you make it so it doesn't stink anymore. A descent. Yeah. Yes. You descented it. Descent. Yes, yeah. but it still stunk. <laughs> oh, it's not that then. No. <laughs> Austin's not even and, getting involved. He's like, I'm not even touching this with a 10-foot pole. And, and nope. I, I, I can't even say it was decent either. So. <laughs> okay. And so, the puns have begun. I was going to say, now that the dad, bad dad jokes are going here for this episode. <laughs> this tells you how bad it is. Was there was. anything decent about Descent at all? I, I This was another weird, like... So, if I remember correctly, the, the, they... The, the, uh, so, sorry, Eric. I gotta, I gotta, oh, go I, ahead. I, I, I got to explain this to, to, to Bob. The best part of the whole movie was the ancient mutant ninja turtles. <laughs> yeah, the elderly mutant yeah. ninja turtles. Yeah, uh, yeah, and it wasn't a movie; it was a TV show. Just to let you know, it felt like a movie because it was going on for hours and hours at a time. But it, it was wasn't not doing actually, anything good. Yes, it was not actually a movie per se. So, in this particular first episode, I kind of felt like the whole thing was a filler episode yet again. Like we're just trying to make our way to the end, right? Like it's it's. Well, there was a lot of running around. Hey, there are stormtroopers. They've taken over. They're making it clear now. The rebellion's not coming to help us. The 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 
the Republic is not going to come help us. It's like they, they're against everybody. I, f- I figured out why he didn't cause descent. They descended underneath the stairs. <laughs> and underneath the floors. Well, I do have to point out, there was, what, twice now in this episode where they hid under the floors and nobody found them? And there I just was like, wait, there wait, was wait, a, wait, wait. They kept did... running around. Under floors, not under floors, back to floors. Someone's under a floor. They get caught under a floor. Finally. Then they don't get caught under a floor. The, 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 the stun, stun shot just misses completely. Yeah. The stormtroopers can't hit them from one foot away. Apparently it's a very light shot. It, like, bounces off things. Well... And I would like to point out that throughout all three of these episodes, the only person I really cared about the whole time is still the Birdman. And we only saw him in one shot, and that's really what killed these three episodes at the end. <laughs> You're talking about the Chicken Nugget guy, right? Yeah, the Chicken yeah, Nugget yeah, dude. Yeah, yeah. The, chicken nugget. Yeah. It, it, the guy it, who got his it, mouth did you see him cheer? Yeah, yes. Because the, he didn't hit a scrub it no more. No, yeah. <laughs> the door's closed, the scrubbing's gone. Apparently when you close the doors, dust goes away. Well, the, the water came in and... Yeah, that's right. Scrubbed it for him. See, that's the thing is the next episode, the first episode next season, you're going to see him and someone's going to hand him a mop. (laughs) (sighs) Hey, maybe I'll give him his mop mop bucket. uh, Maybe. No, his uh, his, his mop floor. I'm assuming Descent is titled Descent because they decided to sink the platform. Sink the platform. And all of that was because they needed to get a message out to the resistance movement to let them know that the platform has been taken over and is under attack. By the First Order. By the First Order. And Kaz's genius idea is, well, if the signal-blocking antenna is at water level, they'll be able to to swim to it easy because it's no longer way up in the air. Forget the idea that you are completely exposed in the water. Everybody can see your every movement. Forget the idea that there may be stormtroopers around that, I don't know, could swim. Uh, um, we later see that in No Escape where they're wearing Right, where were they in this oh. episode? Hello. They had to get the aqua suits ready. Yeah, those are tight. It takes a while to put those things on. <laughs> well, the, the, the other thing I don't understand is, okay, you sink the antenna... To water level. To water level. But, you did, but it still has the same carrier waves. It's, it's above that? water. It's still powerful. So. Well, the whole reason they did it in the first place makes no sense. They doubled their patrols, so it's going to be well guarded. So we'll sink it so that we can get to it. What? Well, and that's that's, you know, and the logic. It was funny because Pyre and whoever the other girl is that comes in, they're like, "Gee, this seems odd, and the timing seems off." And I'm just like, "Really? See, like you if, can't put two and two uh, together?" I, I wish Agent Tyranny. Yeah, Agent Tyranny. Thank you. I wish they had mentioned something before this episode that the platform has the ability to submerge. Yeah, At least right. plant that idea early in the season. Right. Then if they came back to it now, I'd be like, oh, hey, foreshadowing. They planted that idea. Now they're going to actually enact it. At least it was something we knew about. But it, to me, shows would, how it's like they've not planned out this season. Right. Because they're throwing things in. That's I wouldn't like, have even made mentioned. that like a defensive strategy for the platform. Like the pirates attack, submerge the platform. I, but before, but never, right? maybe not even do it. Maybe just say, eh, it's very risky, but we but can't we, do it. Right. But it's something. Yeah, yeah. mention it. Now, now yeah. they did, in an earlier episode introduce a character that could have really helped them out a lot in this whole thing and he didn't bring it in at all. What's that, Space Whale? The big giant... Leviathan. The big giant yeah, Leviathan. Leviathan thing, yeah. yeah. What? Which that they could have used, yeah. yeah. Maybe that could have helped them get around in the water instead of B. Right. Niku could have called it like... Uh, CB223 CB or whatever it was doing. <laughs> Which apparently CB223's only job in the world is as an underwater skiff. And, yes. can, and just... Apparently, and he farts. just farts his way around <laughs> underwater. Well, it, it, 
It, it had some good fighting, though. It is a beach yeah. ball. I yes. actually liked the scene where it fought. Where he the fought droid. BB-9E. Yeah. yeah, I did think I that enjoyed was really that. Sequence. That was in episodes later. But you know what? You know what? Let's talk <laughs> about all new, three. It was cool a new escape it. part one, but yeah. Yeah, I, I, I agree with you. It was one of the better parts of all three of these episodes. We're just combining them all, folks. So go watch all three, and then you'll see the tragedy that we watched here at the end. <laughs> but this is this one. is what... Oh, hold on, I'm yawning because I'm thinking about how these episodes were so exciting. Um, <laughs> this is what, to me, typifies the bad writing. Yes. Try and pick out what chase moment, what floor part, what hiding behind a box happened in what episode. It all starts to kind of blend together. Right. Which shows you how much they repeat this whole running around motif without a direction without a focus and we keep running around in the same parts of the platform it's a huge platform where's the rest of the platform you can play a will uh, a the running theme yeah the the (laughs) benny goodman (laughs) theme (laughs) Phil. yeah you can just play that the entire time of the show and it would be hilarious i I think it might actually make it better if i just played it while we were watching the episode and the one thing there were a couple things i liked about all three of these episodes first off i did actually start to like the new droid. I liked uh, CB. Yeah. Getting some character, getting, getting some... some character. And I liked his warbles. They were so different than yeah. BB-8 or anybody else. So I started to actually become endeared to the new droid. And that droid is extremely skilled with its uh, like fire wires, the right, tether yeah. cords and yeah, stuff. He seems Does to a have, lot with that. Right. He seems oh, to yeah. have a little more ability, capability than he's, BB-8. He's even faster had. than BB-8, which is odd. So, so that I appreciated. I actually appreciated the the fight sequence in the sky over the platform with the TIE fighters at the end. At the end. I liked how they came out of the platform and the circular formation and then suddenly went into the dog fighting style. And I liked all the camera angles they showed there. That was very George Lucas esque. Mm-hmm. And the I, music I was, was right. Rousing. The music was right there. And, and it just, it felt star Warsy finally. And it's the, first but it took t- them how many episodes to finally get there. But then we get into the ridiculously sublime crap, you know, where a, uh, elderly turtle lures a stormtrooper into a broom. <laughs> Kaz takes one stormtrooper out, pulls the body aside, waits for the other two to enter, and throws another stormtrooper. And the here's other the two. problem: he does that throw. We assume he, it's him that does that throw, and then not twenty minutes later, they're trying to drag one stormtrooper, and they're and talking they about how heavy he is because yeah. these stormtroopers are so heavy. Yeah, with their armor well, and everything else. Here's my favorite part: is they go to the one shop to ask for blasters, but they just knocked out three stormtroopers and never picked up and didn't one. Didn't pick blaster. up a blaster. <laughs> yeah, when you look at it's because the gay couple want to give them to them. <laughs> <laughs> no, they've admitted that those they think those two yeah. are openly a gay couple. Yes. Really? Yes. Okay. Well, well, why else would you lock yourself in a trunk together with food? I guess. That's and the uh, the long legged bird one clearly has a a voice pattern that's <laughs> quite, I'd say, effeminate. <laughs> Just a tad. Yeah. So, so, you know, there's that moment. Then there's the moment that we discover that the platform has a hyperdrive, a class two hyperdrive, and it can it's a ship. take off into space and it's a ship. And I'm sorry. It's been a ship that's been docked for 20 years in the ocean. There would be no way you could get that thing running. Sure. Well, I, 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 that's not the part I find unbelievable. First off, the ship, <laughs> the design of the ship is completely phallic. It, there's no way around it. You can't deny it. Nobody um, can sit here and say I, it's I didn't not. see that, so you, well, who whatever. knows what you're thinking. Mm, whatever. Hang on. Also, Star Wars Resistance 34. <laughs> 34 and a half. <laughs> but I just, um, I, I, 
I have an issue with that. And the platform looks ridiculous in space, taking off in the air. It just looks totally stupid. And I, I'm perplexed how they're going to make a whole season that I'm never going to watch, by the way. That's, that's about a platform that does not make any logistical sense for going into space. It just doesn't make any sense at all. I have a question. The only thing that would make this episode, this one episode when they took off in the hyperspace good for me yeah would have been if that droid it was lost in Clone <laughs> Wars went flying by no <laughs> goes right through the the ray shield and hits Kaz or whatever the hell his name is or Tilton Ed yeah and, and, and knocks him off his ship like wow I love this whole thing flying through hyperspace way <laughs> And then the sound effect could be, wow. Yeah. But then they, they did stuff like, you know, they, okay, so they tie it into The Force Awakens. They show the whole scene yep. where the, the Starkiller base fires on the, Re- the Republic. Twice, because you saw it at the end of part one, one and beginning yeah. of part two. And, and Kaz literally stands up and yells out no from like two boxes away. <laughs> and one guy kind of looks going, did I hear something? And no, they did you know. It's like, I love how your measurement in space is how many boxes there are. That's where they are. And then Kaz, who just watched his home world be destroyed right. visually, yep. has a gun in his hand. You don't think he would have just stepped out and started shooting all of them in anger? Just or come, go, something? Just goes tombstone. He, no. Yeah, he just sits down. Oh, God. Okay, let's go and rescue the captain. And it's like, and, and then right. they go off. And yeah. he mentions one other time, oh, my planet got destroyed. Well, oh, and Jaeger's like, sorry about that. Well, he didn't do nothing to Vader or Tarkin when Alderaan got blown up. She, we never saw. She may have started kicking and flailing. Well, was, so he doesn't react to that, but then he whines about not having food earlier on in his season. You know what I mean? Like there is like no marked, uh, no marked expression or any sort of care to things that should matter to him. And then when things are really kind of ridiculously stupid, he's worried about it, and it's dumb. And I just don't. Again, when you talk about the depth of these characters and you talk about the character development over time, Kaz is the flattest of flat lines. I really... He's just... The problem is they just play up his annoying traits constantly. Yes. And he's unlikable. And it was funny because we were watching the trailer for season two. And what's the what's the things they run out of on the base? Food. 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 Fuel. Fuel. Gas. Uh, water. Get water. You know, the things that were all like, oh, look, they'll probably run out of fuel. They're going to run out of fuel in season two, people. I just don't get it. <laughs> it's I, a rebel I, episode. It's where they're searching for fuel. <laughs> I just don't get it. I, I don't understand why we can't come up with a better storyline. It yeah. just doesn't okay. m- make any sense. I hope... This is my only hope for episode nine. His new hope. My <laughs> only hope for episode nine is that the A-wing pilot that lost on the spider planet teams up with a bunch of spiders and they rescue that droid that's flying around in hyperspace. And they come back and they wipe out the whole uh, first order. With some Ewoks behind them, that would be done. And then Kaz can complain about how little uh, of the first order is left. Yeah. Whine about it a little bit. I spied on them. I'm a spy. Look, like, spy. We watched. If I season. say spy enough, maybe I'm a spy. <laughs> we because watched. that's kind of how he was throughout the whole show. He's probably gonna be the same way through season two because he's like, 
I used to be a spy, and then trips on his own shoelace, basically. I'm a spy, and I'm going to go to Tashi Station and pick up the power. <laughs> yeah, he is the annoying Luke portion that of never Luke stops Skywalker. being annoying. Right, right. Yeah. Doesn't evolve. Yeah, or never matures in any way, shape, yeah. or form throughout oh. the whole Okay, so, so, so this guy, this kid, is Luke's... Bad side. Bas- bastard child. <laughs> basically, yeah. We'll call it that, yeah. Yeah. <laughs> It's like if Luke's worst side uh, met Luke and had a child. <laughs> How has this devolved into Luke on Luke action? I don't know. <laughs> because of the, the whininess. You know? The whininess, the, the yeah. <laughs> but, but the fact that you described it as Luke on Luke action really just kind of took it to a new level. Thank you. You, you did that one. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> when Luke Skywalker met Luke Skywalker <laughs> under the two suns, it was love at first sight. Bow a wow wow. That was Luke happy to see yeah. Luke. <laughs> I, I got it. Okay, good. Oh, uh, okay, so you got the flop, floppy hat Luke and, uh, and the black cloak Luke. Yes. Okay. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I, I get it now. Yep, 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 yeah. <laughs> Can I can I get you some blue milk? No, no, I brought my own. <laughs> Squirts in his mouth. Sorry. <laughs> so, can I get you some blue milk? No, I got some green instead. <laughs> so, do we like? I don't want to get into talking about these episodes because it's pretty obvious where we all stand on this. So, was, basically, was there anything the, redeeming for any of you? I mean, I did talk yes, about a couple things when for me that when redeeming. Captain Doza turns to his robot and says take care of them and we have a the best fight scene of the entire series yes. happen with this damn robot who no one seemed to care about up until this point and it's cool and it's and done I well I didn't even know you was armed and for until that a point. minute and a half it's cool and then afterwards it's done I even liked the end of it where Pyre just pulls his yeah, gun out and gets on, it and shoots yeah. it yeah, I just, you know, I, but you're right. I mean, that's one of the, the fu- few. Yeah, the yeah. chase, the, uh, the like you said, the aerial battles to an extent at the end. I, I didn't like, even mind the pirates showing up as kind of a heroic that, thing. Yeah. That's the one scene I liked was when the pirates came in, their skiff or whatever you want to call it, just drifting through, just like a, an actual pirate yeah. ship, just shooting the, the type everything. The type I, good, yeah. I'll, I'll give one thing good credit for Kaz is that he took out the Red Baron with a very smart strategy. But that was a neat scene. He flew into the ship and right. kind of threw a night tarot, near, uh, tight, near, night tarot, a tight <laughs> narrow passageway <laughs> alongside and came out at the right moment. That was kind of neat. That was night tarot too. Yeah, like tarot season two. That was the good season. That's because that's because the force was strong. <laughs> but I'll tell you why I didn't like that scene. They took a really cool character and a really cool ship and wiped it out. Yeah. Now you don't even have it for season two. We didn't really even see you know a mean? whole lot of the Red That's what Baron I'm saying. Guy. Like, we didn't see a lot of them. He could have. It's like, like when they killed bad. the Inquisitor from season one of Rebels. Right. And we're like, he's gone. But that's what I'm saying. Like, that. We, so we repeated cool, it again. We had this cool character that we knew nothing about. We wanted more, and you killed him. Yeah. Good and job. I just kind of felt like, yet again, you had a great opportunity to develop a character over some time. Well, create, no, no. You know, start of some... season two. The platform is rising into the air with the Star Destroyer shooting at it. We're seeing it from the water level. Takes off. Gone. Up pops the Red Baron guy in a pop in a escape pod in the ocean. He popped out at the moment. You could, you could I guess. But he you survived. Know, he's parachuting down to the water. Right? Yeah. <laughs> like G.I. Joe. 
Yo, Joe. You can totally bring him. You can bring him. Actually, actually, now he's going, Cobra! You can bring him back. You can totally bring him back. Yeah, he's the Crimson Guard. That's what I'm saying. Yeah, he kind of looks like the Crimson Guard. <laughs> I, these three episodes just... They kind of typified why I'm not enjoying the show because they blend together. If you yeah. watch all three at once, they blend into this one kind of we're running through corridors, we're opening doors, we're closing doors, we're filling with water, we're flushing things out, we're closing doors again, we're, we're saying, taking do it. <laughs> we're rescuing people from a cell, we're rescuing more people from a cell later. We're it's like right under we're court. trapping stormtroopers in a cell that somehow yeah. managed to go into a cell. It's it okay. just is this weird kind of sick. <laughs> we're running repetition. to a door, not getting hit, closing the door. <laughs> we're having stormtroopers fire at us constantly from a foot away as we're standing in the middle of a doorway and not Miss. hitting us. I know we joke about stormtroopers being bad shots, but come on. Like, yeah. They they must they're be not, I don't know what army they're being trained by anymore cuz I don't know of an army that can miss. They're being trained by that. the Gungans. No. Even the Gungans can hit from that close. <laughs> no, I, I want to point out that there's a big mistake in the trailer for season 2. What's, What's that? that What's mistake? That? When Phasma says that if you can't do this I'm going to come and exterminate you myself or execute you. Execute you myself. Well, same difference. Because she couldn't exterminate Finn. Yeah. <laughs> True. Yeah. yeah. I can't take care of one of the biggest resistance members ever, but I'm going to take care of you. And he's like the biggest screw up of all the uh, First Order Stormtroopers. You're talking about Pyre? No. No, Finn. 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 Oh, yeah, yeah. All right. So, how is Phasma going to do that to, to Pyre? Who's... Well, I think she said, I think what she was saying is, I will personally be responsible for your execution. Meaning, I'll come there in a line, and people will line up and shoot you because. Well, we I know, can we, order know it. we know that ain't going to happen though. Yeah. Here's the thing I'm thrown <laughs> off by though. Everyone thinks I'm crazy, but I'm I'm serious. I'm thrown off by this a little bit. How does Pyre have a gold set of armor, and Phasma, who's supposed to be above him, have a silver set of armor? She Shouldn't it be around the other way around? It's platinum. Yeah, it's platinum. Is it platinum? Is that what it's supposed to be? I don't know. But, but still, I, you get what I'm saying, right? Like I would think that Phasma should have the gold armor and. The person Pyre below her should have the silver or platinum or whatever you want to call it. Who knows how color. space money works? Come <laughs> on. I think we're going to find out later there's actually a blue armor that's like the highest. You know, it's above all the rest. Yeah, it's made gas. <laughs> yeah, someone's going to come out in like canvas armor made with stitches and patches. And they're going to be like, ooh, that's a top dog right there. I think there's a canvas. Hang on. I think there is one. They're called Mandalorians. <laughs> <laughs> no, actually, they're called... Uh, uh, sand people. <laughs> this is true, yeah. They, they march single file to hide their numbers, in case you didn't know. <laughs> so, <laughs> uh, Gary, anything redeeming for you in these episodes at all? There's your answer. And there's my answer. <laughs> Austin, was there anything redeeming for you in these episodes? Uh, only a little bit, and that was just the way the Red Baron died. I kind of felt like that was the only way. What was the worst part of all three of these episodes for you guys? <laughs> Um. Uh, what's, what, what's the kid's name? Kaz. Kaz? Yeah. Kaz. <laughs> <laughs> Just Kaz in general. Yeah. To me, right. it was all the shooting of the stormtroopers, not hitting anything from from literally two feet away. Uh, there was so many sequences they could have done differently that they just. They, uh, as always, they just got lazy, mm. and just let's make chase scenes, and it'll add excitement. I don't actually mind the thing, but. The one girl being brainwashed is kind of interesting, but that's it. It's not even. Well, it's, it's not redeeming. Even redeeming it's interesting. It is interesting. Now, she her storyline could be one of the more interesting parts of season two. I was about to say one of the things that I actually didn't like about this set of episodes is Agent Tierney. 
she comes out of nowhere. We're supposed to be scared of her. I'm not quite sure why. I don't think she was meant to be scary. I think that they kind of pulled a little fast one on you where you thought she was going to be right. a torturer, Maybe. interrogator, and, and she she's doesn't. not. She's more of a recruiter. She, yeah, she comes, I, I, she's trying to bring people but over I, their I side. I felt like she was such a, a letdown to something that could have been cool, and it just didn't. You know what I mean? And she didn't make sense to me at all. Like, mm. she, as a character, as as somebody that I should look at as a, as a potential bad guy, I didn't, or even a potential helper, and I didn't. And so it was like, she was left in this weird state of, like, I really could care less about the character, and on top of it, I really could care less whether she was good or bad or what she right. was going to do. If she'd have turned and joined the resistance, I'd have been like, "Oh, look at that! She yeah. would join." Cool. It's un- you know, yeah. It's like unlike you know when you look at Callus and some of the other characters that we've seen the flip sides. You're like, "Wow, that was so cool!" I, I could you know her role and this just didn't seem it was flat. It didn't seem to play anything, and it could have been cool. It could have been really cool if she'd have managed to figure out a way you know to to. I don't know, manipulate the situation. I'm going to disagree with you on that, Bob, but the, the only problem I got with the whole thing is, is that this is probably the only time you're ever going to see it. Right. See that character. Well, oh, okay. no, because they already showed her in season two's trailer. <clears throat> yeah. Well, we're not okay. saying John. Okay, okay so, so you see, see her uh, for a second time. I think she's getting, I think she'll be in season two. I think what they're going to do is use her as kind of like she's trying to turn that girl into her personal weapon to go after, to go after the, the resistance, resistance group. Yeah. group, to find them, to be her connection. I think there's going to be that whole using her. Say, you're becoming a great right. pilot, but behind the scenes, it's we're using her. Yeah, to and, get and then I think she's going to have the angst of trying to figure out whether she should help or not. Which I think is going to last for like two or three episodes, and that's going to be it. You might yeah, be right. That, you're probably right, yes. You know, and then you never hear that character again. Yeah, you're probably right. Because that's what they do with everything that becomes cool. In the cartoons. So, should we re- rate each episode separately, or do we want to rate them all together as one? I'm going to do three. Yeah, I think we should. Three ratings. Three ratings? Okay. So, <laughs> here we go. We'll go in order. So, starting with Descent. How would you guys rate Descent? Uh, that was the first one, yep. blah, 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 where they actually sank the thing at the end. Sank the yep. ship, yep. Uh, I'll give it like, if things actually happened, mm-hmm. which we can't say about a lot of episodes, so I'll break it right in the middle and say a five. Okay. Gary, what would you give Descent? I'd say five. Austin? I'm going to say four. At least there was something being going on, but the logic of why they sunk it didn't make sense. If there's patrols guarding the sensory tower, they wouldn't just jump off when the base is being sunk. I was going to say a four, too, but only because... I don't know if I like the idea 42? of... 42? Yeah, you can't four as that. well. <laughs> uh, only because I don't like the idea that they sank the thing, and I don't know. I, I guess I just think about water pressure and the size of that platform, and you sank it, and the only thing that's, that's really holding like the market together is little metal yeah. doors that you closed over it. Plus, all those doors that. they close and open and vent and unvent, you'd think all that would have some sort of issue with causing air pressure What's I'm saying? Air pressure and, and water pressure, and now they're going to go into space, so now you have space pressure. I mean, like, this just does not make any logical sense at all, and that's that's why I would give it a four. And I know in Star Wars you can't entirely go off of I know, because you got yeah. bombs dropping in space, which Bob, can't happen. Bobby, you can't have logic in Star Wars. I get it, I get it. <laughs> Okay, so I'll start with the next one, which is No Escape Part 1. I think this is the beginning of the end of the, the illogic, and quite honestly, I was not a fan of this episode, so I would probably give this one a 3. The only redeeming part of this episode was the beginning fight scene. Yes. The, the rest eight. of it 
was a total waste of space. That's that's why I'm giving it a three. Who wants to go next? Where'd you give it a three? Three. Three. Austin, you're next. What would you give this episode? I'm going to go a two. Okay. The only thing that was good was the fight scene and the seeing the manipulation by the one person and that's it. Okay. And the rest is just kitty show garbage. Okay. <laughs> Eric, what would you rate this one? I'll, I'll have to go a little higher than you guys and hit a five again because it opens with the great scene of the fight. It closes with the connection to Force Awakens and Starkiller Base. Yeah. It is kind of neat to watch all the soldiers, you know, watch that and be excited to watch planets blow up. You realize how awful the First Order is? Yeah. Did this one also have the fight between the two BB-8 droids in the middle? Or was I that... I believe... No, that was... That was, that was the last one. That was the last one. So, okay, so I'll keep it at a five, at five then. Because it had a good opening, a decent ending. It taught, you know, <laughs> again, things happened. <clears throat> the middle was a lot of running around and hiding behind boxes. Yeah. Gary, what would you guys Yeah, I'm going to agree with Eric on that. Same reasons as that. It also explains the scene from the Senate that we forgot about, where Leia pretty much gives oh, him, yeah. Le- uh, where Leia pretty much gives him the finger. We're not going to help him. <laughs> <laughs> We're not going to help you. We can't. We got our own problems. But if you can get to us, that'd be great. Thanks. Yeah. Yeah, you know, yeah we'd love to join up with you. You know, and uh, it kind of explains that that little scene right there. So true. Okay. That's okay. Yeah, I forgot about that. So the, since we're going in order. Uh, no Escape Part 2. Gary, what would you give that one since we're going in reverse order? Uh, I'm going to say another five on this one because okay. they had some good with the dog fights and stuff and the, yeah. the, the pirate ship coming in and attacking the the TIE fighters and stuff and the Star Destroyer just pops out of nowhere and goes, wow. And <laughs> <laughs> it starts bombarding it. It seems to me that uh, a ship that's been in the water for 20 years when it had the shields to withstand, to withstand that. <clears throat> well, yeah, here's the other right? thing. If they can withstand the shots from a Star Destroyer, why was a single pirate skiff and a couple ships to worry for them? Yeah. Right. So the logic starts going out the <laughs> right, window. Right, right. Completely yeah. out the window. <clears throat> when they're handling a Star Destroyer shot. And then why would Han Solo ever worry about a Star Destroyer <laughs> in a Star Wars movie Never ever? Never Right? Like, I just, I, yeah. Every time you see a Star Destroyer, like, oh, there's a Star Destroyer. This now, time they're like, oh, look, there's a Star Destroyer. No, no. <laughs> if the Colossus was drifting lazily to the left, I, 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 would, I, would, I, would, I would They've be okay got with maneuvers. It. <laughs> I, I, I'd be okay with it. <laughs> Okay, so Austin, what would you give this one? Uh, I'm going to go a little higher than I have today, which is a six. The dogfight was amazing. Damn I, you. I like the look of the way it starts, but the logic of the way the ship flies doesn't make any sense. The logic that it would be able to withstand the firepower from the Star Destroyer doesn't make sense either. I, just, I didn't mean to. I'm sorry. Um, doesn't make any sense either, and... I feel like it would have been smoking a little bit, too, because it's an engine that's been sitting idle for 20 years. Right. But it's a space engine, though. Right. So, Eric, what would you rate this one? I'm going to stick with my series of fives. Uh, I feel like all these episodes... Hey, as long as it's not six, stuff, six, six. Stuff say, happened. He didn't go evil. Oh, interesting little aside today. I saw a thing about cool things that you never noticed in movies. Yeah. Have you guys ever seen Clockwork Orange? Yep. A uh, no. long time ago. There's a scene where he's being pulled by two cops they've got him either mm-hmm. arm and they're taking him yes, I remember the one that. cop's badge is 667 and the one next to him is 665 so he's in the middle makes him 666 makes him as an evil character because he's <laughs> such a bad guy okay. anyway no i went three fives the 
the the dogfight scene was pretty good for most part. It, mm-hmm. it breaks down a little bit when the ship is slowly coming out of the water, and right. it, you know the, the star destroyer is there to shoot at it. And like we said, if they've got shields that strong, I kind of liked Blowfish too. <laughs> oh, uh, oh, wow. Ka- uh, not Kaz, but uh, Niku or something. Niku, or Niku, Niku, Niku. <laughs> in this one a little bit just because he's. He's like coming into his own of his psychoticness, you know. He's right? like you're beginning to find out that when things go crazy, <laughs> he really he doesn't gets nuts. he doesn't break down like you'd expect because right. he's such a nervous whatever character. He finds enjoyment and revelry in the chaos. Yeah. You know, he's really kind of into it. Right. Yeah. And, and that's one thing we forgot to talk about too is when the Oh, the daughter. In the, the elevator. <laughs> yeah. In the elevator with the the ancient turtle guy and the stormtrooper comes out. Yeah. He's hitting him with that wrench again. Oh, yeah. <laughs> yeah. Oh, yeah. yeah. <laughs> he likes to do that. Yeah. It's like, these stormtroopers are very hard we, to beat the, while he's holding a wrench. When they mentioned sinking the, the platform, the two people who are most excited about the idea are Niku yeah, and the daughter. The daughter, the daughter yeah. looks like she's practically aroused by the other. Right? She's like, ooh, let's do it. This is exciting. So the two of them <laughs> have like a psychotic like, I'm not as excited about yeah. it. I'm kind of like, this isn't as exciting. Like, okay, <laughs> So I wow. kind of liked Niku. I actually kind of enjoyed Niku at the end because he yeah. stopped being just... Oh, I take everything literally, and that's my joke. And he had this personality of kind of a crazy guy. And I like that. If they play that up more, he's a bit more entertaining. You know, imagine a guy who doesn't get, you know, puns and and parody and jokes, but also kind of doesn't see the danger, you know? You kind of get too excited too easily. Now there's a bit more interest for me in that. I'd like to see you do stuff with that, you know? So there were things about it I liked, and... uh, I, I, if if you're a fan of the show, this is definitely a game changer for the series. I mean, right. they've jumped from the ocean to space. They're no longer a platform. We're back into the stars. It's Star Wars again. We went, we went from Deep Space There's, Nine to Star Trek: The Next Generation. Yeah, yeah. we are. Well, no, we went to Star Trek uh, Voyager. Voyager, yeah, because <laughs> they don't Voyager. know where they are. Right. So, which it basically you know is Star Wars again. There's potential for season two with all sorts of cool stuff. And if if you're into the show and this has been your thing you're probably super excited about this. So I have, for me, I've had so many problems with it over the season. I can't get excited, but I'll give it an even five across the board for the last three. So I was going to give this one a six for a couple reasons. First off, <clears throat> the uh, BB fight scene. The BB fight scene. Was, oh, that was, was in this, in this one too, one, yeah. which I also liked. So like, I liked that. I liked the dog fights. I liked the end of the Red Baron, even though I think it sucks that they yeah. killed him. I, I, I did like the way they ended the episode on this like kind of cliffhangerish moment. That... Did you notice that the shot was very much a takeoff of the end of almost of of uh, Empire Strikes Back? Empire Strikes Back, right? Where they're standing in front of the window and everything's racing. Yeah. By. Well, yeah. It, it, in the in Empire Strikes Back, they're looking at a galaxy, right? Right. But in this one, they're looking into the the thing. But it's the same the idea. Unknown, that yeah. You had that feel of the right. Empire Strikes Back, which I and thought it has was that a nice big touch. window. Yep. Like, yeah. Yeah. But when we have uh, Niku come in and say, "I have no idea where we are going," because I improvised the coordinates wrong. Which, but I liked that. I mean, he ran out of time. Right. So I'm I'm liking the fact that there's this. You know now. To an extent, I'm kind of like, well, episode one might be interesting to watch to see where they ended up. Yeah. Like, where did they go? But, you know, at the same time, like you said, Eric, there's been so many other issues. I'm kind of like, I don't know if I could bear another season of watching these things. Yeah. I don't think we should watch it as a team. I may I might tune into an episode right. or two to see if it stays at the same quality level. I might level. binge it at some point while I'm working on something else in my shop. Yeah. <laughs> you know Just what I mean? see the characters that, go. Right? I, I might turn it on if I can't sleep. <laughs> <laughs> And that's Gary's review of the show, ladies and gentlemen. <laughs> um, <laughs> now, there, there was something else I wanted to say, too, and I can't think of it right now. You guys were talking about the... 
Let's backtrack and see if we can jog, or jog his yeah. memory. What was what when I was oh. talking about this episode? No, 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 okay, no. Um, it kind of takes away from what Han Solo tells Luke Skywalker. Yeah, I was just gonna you bring know, that up. Um, it's ain't like uh, Dustin Crap's boy, you know, hyperspace. You don't get the calculations right. just right. You could bounce yeah. too close to a supernova that end your trip real quick. It's like it's really important you get and, the calculations yeah. right for, yeah. for hyperspace. On top of that, there's evidence in other shows, Clone Wars, when they're dealing with the battle over the planet with Ayla and the pilot smashes in the computer, they almost enter throwing themselves right through a star. Which also would take away from The Force Awakens when they have to hyperspace right into the planet. Yeah, like specifically. Remember, like he the said atmosphere. that, right, they had, to, they had to calculate that so carefully, but yet here, Niku can miss. Oh, well, we missed, and we couldn't uh, get the coordinates. I, I never thought of that. Like, Well, they could. They, here's the thing, though. And maybe that's the risk. They could end up dead. But right, right, they'll be okay. But they're not because they were going to have a second right, season. Right, now, but you get what I'm saying. It's, yeah. Now the other the other question I got is, what does it do to the planet and everything around it when you jump to hyperspace in the atmosphere? Just pulse the clouds. I don't know. Well, I, I think it would punch have a some, hole in the atmosphere. Right. I would think it would punch a hole no. in the stratosphere. Would, would it pull the death? Or not the death star, but the, uh, the star destroyer. destroyer? No, yeah, I don't or? think because we've seen jumps like that before, where big ships next to each other have all gone, and they. I don't yeah. think they but, but affect it's all, each all, other. All been out in space, though. True. Okay. So do they affect the yeah, atmosphere? Yeah, when you're in the atmosphere. That's a good question. No. And they did and mention. Could they, could they affect the gravitational pull of the planet? Yeah. Right. Mean, right. Like, would it pull the planet out of? alignment or, or or kill the planet right oh. that's what I'm saying like, they said the right in the episode we have to be in space though to do the launch they clearly were not up out of the atmosphere yet because they were still no. in clouds right so but they were close enough that they could get the engines to hyperspace yeah but what did like he said now if they're not in space what does that do but then again there's the kind of the reverse of that what did the Millennium Falcon hyperspacing in to a planet's atmosphere do it didn't right. really affect yeah. it no well that wasn't really a, an actual planet either uh, artificial planet. Oh, it was our right show. for Starkiller Base. Yeah, right. there yeah. was no atmosphere at that point, probably. And, well, and, and you're punching through a shield. Too. Had to be an atmosphere because they're all running around outside. Right. Because Ray and and Finn had uh, their okay, fight fair. with uh, Kylo. Kylo outside. Woods, right. And, right. right. Uh, so it had to be well, something there. But what I'm saying though is, is they had to punch through a shield too. True. Yeah. yeah. There's yeah. a shield generator, so that probably was helping hold the atmosphere. How sad is that? We're talking about everything but this episode. <laughs> No, we're talking about the logistics of what happened when they jumped. True, true. But again, we're talking about the science. But again, you can't talk logic in Star, Star Wars. Wars. No. How dare you? Okay, so there were our thoughts on Resistance. Pretty much the entire season, I think, wrapped up in this episode right here and right now. And, I thought that uh, was some sort of dramatic episodes, music you just it, cued. It was. I hit my spring <laughs> on my on my. Uh, so we were done talking about resistance. <laughs> <laughs> so we'd love to hear from you. Head on out to our Facebook page. Find us there. Comment on our YouTube section. Find us on Twitter. We'd love to hear from you. And as we always like to say here in the Star Production Studios, may the force be with those who listen. Jedi Killer Dillian and Shatterpoints. Thank you for taking the time to listen to our podcast. We hope you enjoyed this show. Were it not for you, our loyal listeners, this show would not exist. We appreciate your time and want to hear from all of you, since our podcast is by fans and for fans. Head on over to our website at galaxycast.com to find out more about our show. Write to the show by sending an email to galaxycast at gmail.com. If you have something positive to say, use the subject line, 
If you have a complaint, make your subject line, You've failed me for the last time. And look for the Galaxy Cast on social media, including Facebook, Twitter, and other media soon to come. Carry on, wayward travelers. Warp Factor 2. First star to the left, straight on till morning.